to Faith Talk with Anita. Thank you for joining me on the journey. Thank you for joining me today. When I started sharing my Faith Talks, I saw it as part of my faith journey. I invited you to join me along the way, and I'm very glad you have accepted my invitation. I do indeed understand life to be a journey, and this physical earthly existence is just a small part of it. But it's where we are at this moment in time, so it seems to me it's what we must focus on, just as Jesus did during his time in our world. I believe my purpose in life is to be united with God as fully as my limited physical mind and body will allow. As George Harrison so beautifully wrote in his song, My sweet Lord, I really want to see you. I really want to know you. I really want to be with you. I truly believe that's what this life journey is all about. The question is, how to do it? Sitting with God and praying are two ways that I can do that, to be sure. But I don't think they are everything. As a Christian, I believe that if I desire to be one with God, I must follow the example of Jesus. Jesus never focused solely on himself or even himself and the Father. No, Jesus' focus was always on others. As I reflect on the life of Jesus, I realize that there was one thing that really encompassed his entire being. And of course, we all know what that is, right? Say it with me. Love. Everything he did, everything he said, came from love. So that led me to reflect a bit more deeply on the notion of love. Certainly, poets and songwriters have spent their lives trying to define, explain, and illustrate love. Many religious people throughout the centuries have tried to explain love as well. St. Paul, St. Therese, St. Francis, to name just a few. And it is certainly helpful to read their writings. But I wanted to go back to the source, Jesus himself. I decided to peruse the Gospels and find verses where Jesus specifically used the word love. And to my surprise, I found that Jesus didn't speak the word love very often. He certainly modeled love for us through his actions and helped us better understand it through his teachings. But from the accounts that the evangelist left us, he only used the word love a handful of times. I wonder why that is. Perhaps it has to do with the way the gospel writers chose to share their accounts. 
perhaps it has to do with the word choices the original biblical translators made, or, and this is the way I'm leaning, perhaps it's because Jesus knew love to be an action, and it needed to be modeled rather than talked about. As I read his words, I realized Jesus didn't understand love to be a nice emotion we feel when someone does something kind for us or when we look into the eyes of a loved one. And he never spoke of romantic love like our poets and songwriters do. On the contrary, Jesus's words led me to the certainty that he intended the word love to be an action word, a verb. You've probably heard other people say this plenty of times. Love is a verb. Well, after reflecting on the love messages of Jesus, I think those people got it right. When I looked up the word love in the dictionary, it was categorized as both a noun and a verb. But all the definitions focused on feeling or emotion, not action. I've heard some people define love as desiring good for the other. I think this is a start. But true love can't be limited to desiring or wanting good for another. It must be put into action which then allows it to actually bring about that good. I believe the love Jesus spoke of requires doing, not just feeling an emotion or wanting good for others. When I was thinking about this, it reminded me of the findings of the 17th century scientist, Isaac Newton. As I'm sure you are aware, Newton formulated three laws of nature, which have become basic principles of modern physics. His third law states that for every action or force in nature, there is an equal and opposite reaction. For example, if object A exerts a force on object B, Object B also exerts an equal and opposite force on object A. Well, that's the way I see love. Love is an action which exerts a force, so to speak, on everyone it touches, which then comes back to us. Love can never be given without an effect or result occurring. We see that over and over again when we read about Jesus's interactions with others. Love was never just emotions he felt in his heart or words that came out of his mouth. No. For Jesus, love was an action. And the people he loved were always affected. Let's take a listen to Jesus's love messages. 
Matthew 5, 43-44 You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. End quote. Now, I'm not a Jewish rabbi, but I have to believe the Jewish understanding of Jesus' words here must have been one of action. When Jesus said, love your neighbors and love your enemies, I can't imagine he meant simply have a good feeling towards them or desire good for them. No, Jesus expected us to put this into action. One specific action Jesus names here is pray for your enemies. I see prayer as action. It's something we do, not just something we feel. Prayer isn't just words running through our minds or coming out of our mouths. Prayer is an energy being exerted, a force, as Newton would say. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to 40 You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. End quote. The law and the prophets were all about doing, taking action, making something happen. All the Old Testament laws were worded as actions. You shall do this, you shall not do that. And the whole purpose of the prophetic messages was to call the Israelites back to the covenant. So clearly by these words, Jesus must have intended love to be action. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. End quote. God loved us by sending Jesus into the world giving Jesus to us. This was action on God's part. Giving and sending are verbs. God's love is definitely not just a sentiment. It is concrete action, which brings about life and makes things happen. John 13, 34 to 35. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. End quote. We are to love as Jesus loves. Well, Jesus loves by touching, teaching, healing, etc., and ultimately suffering and dying. 
And he tells us it is precisely this same love in action that will allow people to know us as his followers. If I am a Christian, which I profess to be, then love in action is my mark of identification, my birthmark, so to speak. John 14, 23. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. End quote. Not much explanation needed here. Simply put, loving is doing. John 15, 9 to 17. As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. This I command you, love one another. End quote. Again, with these words, Jesus urges us to keep his commandments, which of course requires us to do something. And Jesus tells us that the greatest love action you can take is to give your life for another. Look, most of us won't be called to give our life for another. Most of us will spend our entire lives doing love in much simpler ways. But certainly, there are those who do love to the fullest extent, giving their lives for another, just as Jesus did. And I would say, that is perfection in living. And finally, John 21, 15. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. End quote. In other words, if you love me, do something for others. Feed them, care for them, etc. There you have it. From what I found, Jesus gave us seven love messages. Now, just to clarify, when we read all four Gospels, it seems like Jesus used the word love far more than what I've shared here. But remember that some of these love messages were included in multiple Gospels. For example, his message of love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, which I quoted from Matthew's Gospel, can also be found in Luke chapter 6. I've narrowed it down to his actual love messages, not just the specific verses within the four Gospels. The Gospels also include passages where the Father spoke of Jesus as his beloved Son. But those weren't Jesus' words, so I didn't include them here. I hope that all makes sense. My friends, as we looked to Jesus as our model for living, we can clearly see that love is action. 
Love is what we are called to do and not just feel. So we might ask, what specifically might love look like in my life? What is it that I'm supposed to do? Well, we can start with Jesus' own words. In Matthew 25, we find his story of the judgment of nations. In it, he encourages us to feed the hungry, give drink to those who are thirsty, welcome and clothe the stranger, care for the sick, and visit the prisoner. Those are all concrete actions we can take. And we can follow all the lessons he gave us in his parables and teachings, such as the golden rule, treat others as you want others to treat you. Jesus did stress that we should love by following his commandments. Simple acts of kindness are acts of love. Sharing a friendly smile or a kind word. A parent caring for their children is putting love into action to be sure, as is helping a family member, a neighbor, or a co-worker in need and donating to or volunteering our time at a charitable organization, etc. There are a million ways to love. I would say it's not so much how we love that's important, but the mere fact that we do it in the first place. None of us are perfect. Some of us love better than others. Certainly, none of us love to the extent that Jesus did. But nonetheless, it's what we are called to do. Jesus didn't ask us to simply think about love or even feel love. He commanded us to do love. And don't forget Newton's law. It's a scientific fact that our acts of love will bring about an equal reaction from others, which in turn will change the world. As Christians, that is our mission in life. My friends, let us make love in action our priority as we proceed on our faith journey together. And now, let us put our love into action by praying once again for all the innocent people who are suffering from the ravages of war. I cannot tell you how sad I am each day to hear of the horrendous suffering of these innocent people. As I said in my last episode, I know it's easy to see one people as right and the other as wrong, one as aggressors and the other as victims, but my friends, we are people of God, the creator of life. And we must not take sides when it comes to the suffering of innocent people. We must pray for all people. We must love all people as Jesus has commanded us to do. Remember his words. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, 
for he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. So be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let us pray. Creator God, we thank you for the love you have for each person in our world. Help us to love all people as Jesus loves. Help us to put our love into action. Kind, compassionate, and generous action toward all people. May we be your heart and hands, bringing peace into our communities and around the world. Lord, let there be peace on earth, and let it begin with me. Amen. Thank you for joining me in this prayer. I hope you will continue to pray for all the innocent men, women, and children throughout our world who are suffering from war. And pray for a change of heart and mind of the leaders who hold the power to bring about peace. Thank you. I hope this faith talk was helpful for you. Please share this with others and join me for my next faith talk. In the meantime, you will be in my prayers. May God bless you.